Okay, so I think the best place to start is to get kind of a high-level view of the organization. I know that uh, Providence St. Joseph Health was formed as a result of the merger, but just a little bit of information about the organization. So Providence St. Joseph Health is a 50 hospital, now a 50 hospital health system that spans hospitals and ambulatory care. So we do provide the full continuum of care, Alaska, Montana, Washington, Oregon, California, and Texas. So we have a very broad um, geographic span on the West Coast. We are large. Okay. And now in terms of the EHR environment, Where do the hospitals stand at this point? Are they on the same system, or how does that look? All of the legacy Providence hospitals, so that would be 35 hospitals, are on EPIC platform. Um, And within that, we have three different instances of the EPIC platform. So we have Swedish um, is part of our health system, and they are on their own instance of EPIC. And then Cadillac Hospital in Pasco, Washington, is on their own version. But we are in the process of moving everyone to the same instance of EPIC. Mm-hmm. And then St. Joe's, all the legacy St. Joseph hospitals are still on the Meditech platform, and they use all scripts in their ambulatory space. And we are fully deployed on EPIC in both acute and ambulatory and beginning to roll out the EPIC home health platform and all those other components. But the plan is to move everyone to the EPIC platform in the next three to five years. Okay. I can imagine the planning that has to take place for a project of that scope. It is, yeah, huge. <laughs> and yeah. we are we are just in the process of kicking off what we're calling our instance alignment work. Mm-hmm. So the plan is that we will take most of the current Providence build. Um, we will look at Swedish and Cadillac and consider what are those things uniquely different that they have in their build that would be showstoppers for them, i.e. around patient safety or revenue cycle. Mm-hmm. And so we will build those components into the Providence instance redeploy that across all of our hospitals, so all the Providence hospitals, Swedish and Cadillac, and then take that particular new Providence St. Joseph Health instance and roll it forward to implement across all of the St. Joe's hospitals and ambulatory clinics. Okay. It certainly seems like a logical way to do it, and I'm sure the goal is to really get those best practices down and and be able to apply them across. Correct. It will be much easier for us to optimize and influence best practice standards at scale when we're all using the same same workflows, the same core build. And right now we're trying to optimize across those three different instances and deliver the same outcomes to our caregivers and patients. And it's very, very complex to do so because all three instances were implemented at different times with different decision making. And so it's been a challenge. So this will make it much more efficient and effective for us. It's going to take a lot of work to get us there, but the end result will be much faster optimization, et cetera. And a year from now, we will already be live on the new Providence instance within the Providence ministries, and then we'll be preparing to implement or redeploy at Swedish in early June. So we only have a year to get this done. Oh, wow. Okay. When you're talking about aligning the instances from a workflow perspective, What is the strategy there for for trying to create or or come up with with a workflow that's going to work for as many people as possible? Um, I can't imagine that that's an easy thing to do. 
No, it isn't, and we, we look at it from two different angles. So obviously we need our clinicians and our business office people who use the tools every day to be a core part of it. So we have a pretty robust governance structure, and we have a strong informatics structure as well. And so we marry up our people who use the tools with our informaticists who really work with those end users to decide and help them define what problems they're trying to solve. And then we have a group of people between our informaticists and our analysts that we call our, our eco team, so to speak, and they design the tools with the end in mind. And we have a chief informatics engineer who is really our design expert, and he's a physician. Our focus is always on usability and efficiency and making sure that what we're doing saves clicks versus creates more clicks. So we have a lot of grounding principles that we use that drive our work, but we do it in partnership with those who build the tools, and we help design the tools, and then our end users tell us what they need the tools to do. Right. And then when you say the, that the end users let you know, obviously there's, there's specific processes for giving that kind of input. Correct. Yeah, we have, we have our optimization on our revenue cycle, and they have teams and structures in place where that feedback comes in. And then we have what we call clinical decision teams, and then we also have a very robust institute for all of the, the common service lines. You think about neurosciences, ortho, oncology, women's and children's. And informatics sits in all of those spaces to facilitate the conversation and make sure that we keep everyone on track for, you know, what is the problem you're trying to solve? Don't tell us what you need it to do. Tell us what problem, again, you're trying to solve, and we'll help you figure out the best way to do it in the tool um, so that we have the right people making the right decisions. Okay. When you're thinking about what, what problem they're trying to solve, I mean, that there's obviously a whole gamut of things, but as far as kind of uh, dealing with those, I'm sure they have to be put into certain buckets. But I wanted to talk about uh, the digital rounding and kind of how this came about, like with the solution that you put in and what was the impetus for this? So I came into my system C and I role, I guess it's been almost five years ago or four years ago, time flies. And when I came in as the CNIO, obviously one of my key stakeholders is nursing leadership. And as I began sitting at the table listening to their, the problems they were trying to solve, I started hearing about all of this digital rounding need because of the lack of efficiency and really helping to be data-driven around the whole patient experience equation. Right. And I called it what I call the popcorn effect. So we had you know, one hospital looking at my rounds from the advisory board, and then there was I rounds, and then we did have one group looking at the Cyber Health Orchid platform. And, you know, everyone was going off in their own direction. And, and part of the role of, of the CNIO and the CMIO in an organization is to really, and, you know, the IS organization as a whole is to really drive towards system standard because in an organization as large as ours, in order to scale, you have to have standard platforms. And you can't scale best practice tools when you're doing it 10 different ways. And right. so... I called a timeout, and at the same time, you know, we as a health system had this relationship with Avia, who had patient engagement digital tools was one of the uh, focus areas for them in, gosh, I think it was 2013, 2014. And so as we partnered with Avia and as I dug in, and, and I didn't really have a lot of knowledge around digital routing tools at that time, and as I dug in and started to learn, Avia had already done what 
what I call the Shark Tank event and really put Cypher Health Orchid eye rounds and my rounds up against one another and had very objective scoring criteria. And so Cypher Health came out on top as being you know, easy to implement, affordable, and, and was driving towards those outcomes. And they were fairly new in the market at the time. So we did our own due diligence, and I would say for an organization of our size, we were able to go through a discernment process in around 30 to 45 days where we had each vendor do demos and we had scoring criteria. And it, again, Cypher Health landed on top for the reasons I already stated, efficiency, um, easy to implement, very intuitive from the end user perspective, i.e. meaning it takes less than 10 minutes to train someone mm-hmm. how to use the tool. And so we began the journey then, and uh, of course the contracting process always takes a while, but we went from decision to implementing in less than six months. And we stood up a governance group to help us devise standard rounding scripts, and we were very clear that those scripts had to be standard and that every site that implemented was going to use the same script and that this core group would be their accountability is to go back and you know engage with those using the tool to get their feedback. But the only way we could implement and roll out, and we did every two weeks across the health system, was to have these standards in place. And right. having a partner, i.e. Cypher Health Orchid, who was willing to help us drive that process and being very open and flexible. So again, it's hard to implement at scale um, in an organization as large as ours. People get frustrated because you don't move fast enough. However, if you have a vendor who's willing to partner with you and tweak as you go and be nimble, um, but again, be driven towards standard, you know, you can do it. And and an EHR is a kind of a different equation. But with this tool, because the footprint is defined, et cetera, we were able to um, implement at scale fairly quickly. And we continue to implement the tool today as we – integrated with St. Joseph Health. Now they're starting to implement the ORCID tool as well. And uh, we continue to drive this as, if you have it in your budget to implement a digital rounding tool, this is the tool you're implementing. There isn't any more shopping. We have a plan. We know how to implement this. And we can get people up and running fairly quickly. Right. 